Today's episode is brought to you by my new book, Millennial vs. Machine, how I got someone else to pay off my student loan debt and how you can do the same. For more information, visit CourtneyMKing.com slash podcast. Millennial versus Machine, how I got someone else to pay off my student loan debt and how you can do the same thing. Let's jump right into today's conversation. Hey guys, it's Courtney again with another episode of Millennial versus Machine. I am so glad you are here today. (laughs) Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, Before we get started, I wanted to make sure that if you have any questions about anything that I'm talking about here on the podcast, make sure you visit millennialvsmachine.com. Millennialvsmachine.com. The VS is versus, right? (laughs) Just in case you didn't know. Today, it's all about pre-work. So the first episode, you learned about me, my journey. Then we brought my pops in. And we're talking all about this opportunity that I got back in 2011 to buy this property. And you understood kind of the rationale, what my dad saw and now um, what I saw. So let's jump right into the pre-work, okay? So this kind of takes it a little bit of a step back, but this is um, how you can analyze and think about your potential opportunity, you uh, diving right in and hopefully capitalizing on an opportunity like I did. Um, And so this is just the pre-work. It's called pre-work. Where are you? (laughs) So the first thing that we're going to talk about in terms of kind of your overall state, the, the overall state where you are right now is your current debt. Okay. Um, whether that be credit card debt, student loan debt, um, lines of credit, auto loans, all of these things, you need to know where you are, right? The reason why we're doing this pre-work, why we are taking a look at where you are right now, is this is super important for the next part, which is goal setting, Okay, if you don't know where you are right now, you don't even know where you're starting, which means you don't even know where you're trying to be or where you're trying to go. So the first thing I want to look at is your current debt. Okay, now, guys, I know even from personal experience, it is so easy to be very hard on yourself, right, to beat yourself up to compare yourself to all of your friends. That is not what this is about. Okay. Let's just place that all the way to the other side right now. (laughs) And it's not, I'm, I'm not coming at this from a place of judgment. Let's be clear, but it's about having a realistic perspective of where you are. Okay. So your current debt, do you have student loan debt? 
okay? Do you have credit card debt? All, all of the different liabilities that you have right now, I want you to write those down. And better yet, if you listen to the very end of this episode, I'm going to give you a link where you can actually download a spreadsheet that I personally created and personally use. <laughs> okay, so stay tuned. You're looking at your total debt uh, per, per debt that you have, so your total student loans. Um, I actually like to list them out by debt servicer or debt company, right? So if you have a Sally Mae loan through Navient, that's going to be one line. If you have a, um, a, a private loan through Bank of America, that's going to be another line. So you're going to take, you're going to write down the total, know the total debt that you have, know the interest rate of that debt, and then know your monthly payments. What are you shelling out monthly for each of those things? Okay. So I'm actually going to cover four different things that we need to look at and jot down, and then I will bring it all together, I promise. So, so stay with me, okay? The next thing we want to look at is where are you in terms of your current savings? What do you have saved right now? If that's zero, it's okay. You got to start somewhere, but at least know what you're working with right now. The reason why I want you to take a look at your savings um, is because if you want to capitalize on any opportunity, um, jump right into you know this real estate investing stuff, you're going to have to have some skin in the game, which means you're going to have to have some, some money to put forth, right? If you do not have a savings, it is okay. We'll talk more about that in the next episode, okay? Um, me personally, I have various savings accounts, and that's important to me because certain accounts are allocated to certain things. We will talk more about that in goal setting, but for right now, I think Number one, knowing your current debt and then knowing where you are in terms of savings is a great start. I mean, honestly, guys, how many people do you know that's talking about this, right? Like people in your sphere of influence, in your direct circle, right? Um, again, sometimes it's a little bit painful getting real with yourself and, and knowing where you stand, okay? So that's number two, knowing your current savings. Number three, you guessed it, your credit, Dun, dun, dun. I think that's the part where everybody's like cringing, right? Not, not everybody, okay? But uh, your, your credit, where is it at, okay? If you are in college right now, um, or let's say you're listening to this and you're in high school, you probably don't have credit and that's okay. I'm going to give you some tips um, here shortly about that, okay? So... Most lenders at the time of this recording are requiring a minimum of a 580 credit score, okay? Um, 580 kind of gets you in the door. At 580, you probably don't have the best loan terms, just so you know, okay? But it's important that you look at where you are. Now, for me personally, I actually, um, I pulled my credit report from all three bureaus. I pay for this, guys. I've never used Credit Karma, no knock against Credit Karma, um, but I know that those Credit Karma reports are not always accurate. Sorry. 
So I pay, I don't know, 50 bucks a year to pull it. I usually only pull it one time a year. Um, and, and obviously there's, I mean, there's different monitoring services. So that's kind of, um, a whole separate conversation, but it's important that you look at your credit report and you know what's on there. Okay. And that actually, to be honest with you may help you even when you go back to number one, which is listing all of your current debts, if you're not sure. So, um, Obviously, the higher the credit score, the more favorable loan terms you're gonna be you're gonna get. Okay, if you do decide to um, apply to get pre-approved for a mortgage um, on your first property, whether that be an investment property or your personal home that you end up buying, right? So this is gonna be important all the way around. Um, gosh. Ever since I was super little, my mom, and I laugh as I, I say this, she was a stickler about these things, guys. Credit is like so, so, so important, okay? And let me hip you to one of the most valuable pieces of advice that my dad gave me when I was a freshman in college. He said, Courtney why don't you get a credit card? And at first me, I'm like, wait, what credit card? You know, everybody, no matter what school of thought you're from, right? Um, Dave Ramsey or whoever, they're like, oh no, credit. No, don't get a credit card. Now he explained to me, the reason why you're getting a credit card is use it every month for just your gas and your groceries. You're not going on shopping sprees. You know, you're not doing the most, <laughs> You're not going and living the lavish lifestyle, right? No, you're using it just for gas and groceries every month and you're paying it off in full. Guys, that was when I was a freshman in college. And I understood why he was saying it, but I don't think I really understood the magnitude of how that would impact me until after I graduated. Y'all, when I, I got my first credit card, I think my limit may have been $200 or something really small, okay? When I graduated college, guys, after doing that, you know, using it for gas and groceries, paying it off in full every month, I had like $12,000 limit, okay? Did I use it? No. So, sidebar, if you are currently in college and you want to use this advice, you have to have a really, really, really big truthful conversation with yourself about discipline. Okay. So I, I have to make sure that I say that piece because I don't want your parents coming and saying, Oh, well, Courtney said, go get a credit card. And I ran it up. No, you have to have discipline guys, whether you're in college or not. Okay. So, so that was really beneficial. And I'm dropping that nugget in for you guys that have kids that are maybe in high school. Um, or if you yourself are in college right now and you kind of want to get a jump on things on how to prepare yourself. That for me was super, super important because when I graduated college, not only did I have a really high credit card limit, um, but I had a really high credit score. I think I was already at 750 which is insane, right? You graduate college, you usually think, oh yeah, no, you, you know, you're just starting out, you don't have credit. No, I mean, it was easy to get pretty much anything that I wanted at that point, okay? So um, credit is super important. Now, for my folks, 
that don't have the best credit right now. Don't fret. What goes down can always come up with a little bit of discipline and a little bit of effort, okay? There's absolutely no judgment, okay? So if you don't have, let's say, uh, a 580 credit score right now, um, I'm actually thinking about an idea right now on how I could have maybe a credit repair person come on the podcast to talk more about that. Um, Let me pray on that. But uh, if your credit is not up to par right now, um, after you pull your credit reports, like all three bureaus, right, Um, then I think it merits a conversation on how do you improve it, okay? So I'm not going to dive right into that um, on this episode. I will do another episode about that, okay? But um, if you are listening to this and you have accounts that are not in good standing right now, it's really, really important that you dialogue with your creditor, okay? Um, From what I hear from friends that are in this uh, credit repair business um, and just even as a landlord, you know, with our management company, there are some people that leave our properties and end up owing us, right? And the ones that communicate with us and come up with some sort of payment plan always fare better. And we're always willing to work with those people. So chances are your creditors, if you're behind, may be like that. So I say communicate with them, okay? But, um, you know, I guess thank you for the idea of bringing in a credit repair person on here. Make sure you, if you go with a credit repair person, make sure you do your research. Look at the reviews. Um, there are quite a few big name credit company, uh, credit repair companies here in Houston and Dallas, um, where I've personally spoken to a few people that said, oh my gosh, you know, they got my credit score to go up, but then the things that they got cleared came back on two months later. And then my, my score tanked even more than it was when I first started with them. I've never personally worked with a credit repair agency. So make sure you do your research, look at your, look at the reviews, you know, um, get references from them possibly. Okay. So, um, that's enough about credit. (laughs) It is important guys. Before I jump to the last thing, one thing that I didn't know, which I think I learned this at some sort of real estate seminar about two years ago. There are different scores based on the type of loan or financing you're getting, believe it or not. So there are, so obviously there's the the three scores with the three credit bureaus, right? Well, there's like sub scores. So like for auto loans, you know, the auto loans are going to look at FICO three or four or five. Don't quote me on that one, but there's different sub scores. I had no idea up until two years ago. So depending on whatever provider you go with um, to pull the report from all three credit bureaus, you may be able to see all of those scores, okay? And, um, and then the last thing about credit is if you are looking to get a traditional loan, they're usually going to take your middle score. So that's why I wonder, you know, you could have been wondering, well, why am I pulling all three reports? 
Guys, our credit system is pretty archaic. There's three different bureaus, and unfortunately, all three bureaus sometimes say something different. <laughs> Even my three scores, they're not all the same. And I'm like, how the heck? Don't ask me about it. I have no idea how they come up with these scores. I'm sure it's some sort of algorithm or something, but the scores are different. Most mortgage lenders are going to use the median or the middle score, okay? Um, typically, you know, 750 credit or higher is like almost automatic underwriting. So if you're there, kudos to you. Let's make some moves. Okay. So real quick to recap, where are you? Number one, what is your current debt? List all of those out, know where you are, know what those interest rates are, know what those monthly payments are. Okay. Number two, look at your savings. How much money do you have saved up? Okay, what do you have it, have it allocated for right now? Or if you don't, you know, what are you thinking about having it allocated to? Okay, if you don't have any savings, we're going to have to take a look at that. And that'll go into the last thing. Uh, number three, where are you in terms of credit? What is your credit score? If it's non-existent, maybe use the tool like my pop shared with me, which was get a credit card um, when I was a freshman in college so that you could, so that I can um, build up my credit and have it established by the time I graduated college, okay? So those are the three things that we've discussed so far. The fourth thing that I'd like you to look at is your income. Where are you with your income? And kind of following that is what are your monthly expenses, okay? So um, here in a little bit, I'm going to give you a website that you can go to to download a free spreadsheet that I actually put together to help you combine and gather all of that information, okay? But when we're looking at income, let's look at your net income. What are you taking home, okay? Yeah, factor in the, you know, if you're making um, distributions into your 401k or other retirement accounts, you can factor that in too. Um, but what are you taking home and then what are you paying out? Is there anything left over? Um, if not, then maybe you need to make some evaluations. What expenses can you cut? Um, are there different moves that you can make to increase your income without re increasing your expenses? I mean, these are all, all questions to ask. Now, if, you, if your income is greater than your expenses, what are you doing with that extra cash? Are you saving it? Are you reinvesting it? We're not really going to talk about other investment strategies like IRAs and, you know, other retirement accounts, um, although it's always a good idea to talk to your um, uh, CPA, your tax advisor, your uh, financial planner. Sorry, I was looking for that word. Um, talk to your financial planner um, about where you can be putting this extra money every month. Um, and so that kind of goes back to your current savings. Okay. If you have extra money left over, um, once all your bills are paid every month, are you saving that money? If not, I think it would definitely merit a conversation, um, with yourself, with your family on what you're doing with that money. Okay. So, um, that's going to be pretty important. If you are one of those people that are living paycheck to paycheck, 
I feel you. There is, there is a way to get out of that, but you are going to have to make some moves. That's a little bit beyond this podcast, but I am totally happy to take it offline and, and talk with you more about it. Um, talk with, ha- with you about how you can reduce some of your expenses, right? Guys, I don't have cable. I have internet at home, but I do not have cable because for me, it's not, I don't need it right? That potentially is a $100, $150 a month savings. Those are the little things that you can do. Have you evaluated your um, cell cell phone plan, right? Are there other less expensive providers that won't, you know, won't make you sacrifice the quality of, of the service, right? So those are the little things that you can do, guys, and believe it or not, it adds up, okay? One of those things that I you just, I just never even think about is my iTunes. So it's constantly billing me every month. That's one of those things that I actually use it, so that's not something that I'm cutting. But just think about those services that you have that you never use, and maybe there's some savings there every month. You may think, okay, that's only 12 bucks a month. Well, guys, that adds up over time, right? I'm not going to do the math. I wasn't good at math in college, (laughs) but you get it. (laughs) Okay, so where are you? Are you overwhelmed? I know this can be overwhelming, guys, but it's so important that we know where we are right now and we constantly check on those things, right? So what current debt do you have? Number one. Number two, how much do you have in savings? What are you doing to save? Number three, where's your credit score? Okay. Number four, what is your income and your expenses? Okay. So knowing all of these things is so important so that you know how and what goals to set, right? So in the next episode, that's exactly what we're going to be doing is we're going to be talking about setting goals, setting goals for having someone else pay off this debt, getting an asset that is going to pay for one of your current liabilities, guys. This makes me excited, okay? And I'm really trying to... Bring it all the way down, you know, because I know it can be stressful, right? Um, And I know that, you know, sometimes, especially when it comes to buying properties, people are like, they just freak out. Like they make assumptions. Oh, I'm never going to be able to do this. I'm never going to be able to do that. No, guys, let's get out of that negative self-talk. Let's get out of that thinking. There are ways, okay? So um, I hope this was helpful. If you want to download a free spreadsheet, guys, I'm not going to blow up your email box. I am going to ask for your email, okay? But this is a spreadsheet that I've personally used. You can download it. You can upload it to your Google Sheets so it's a constant live document. And you can fill it in so you know exactly where you are. So if you want that that spreadsheet, make sure you visit uh, the link in the show notes. It's CourtneyMKing.com slash debt. 
Okay. CourtneyMKing.com slash debt. Okay. You can download the spreadsheet. You can use it. You can even tweak it. There may be some additional columns or fields that you want to put in there. Do it. Do what you need to do in order to know exactly where you stand so that during the next episode, we can dive right into the goals that you want to set now that you know where you are, okay? Soon, I want to start a Q&A portion of the show. So if you have any questions about anything that I talk about, please visit millennialvsmachine.com. I want to make sure that I interact with you guys and that I answer these questions because, guys, everything that I'm telling you is what I do daily, annually, all of that is what I do. And I really want to see you guys empowered. Okay. So thank you so much for joining in today. And I look forward to the next episode with you guys. Take care. Well, thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you want to continue the conversation, be sure to visit CourtneyMKing.com slash community. And oh, by the way, please subscribe, share, rate, and review this podcast. I would greatly appreciate it. And so would your peeps who are looking to get out of student loan debt. Until next time.